the EU makes a final decision on their additionality requirements, and Hyundai makes a prototype hydrogen fuel cell car that's actually fun to drive. All of this on today's Hydrogen Podcast. So the big questions in the energy industry today are, how is hydrogen the primary driving force behind the evolution of energy? Where is capital being deployed for hydrogen projects globally? And where are the best investment opportunities for early adopters who recognize the importance of hydrogen? I will address the critical issues and give you the information you need to deploy capital. Those are the questions that will unlock the potential of hydrogen, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Paul Rodden, and welcome to the Hydrogen Podcast. In a follow-up from a previous report, and in an article in RechargeNews.com, Rachel Parks writes, Scrapped, EU's controversial additionality rules for green hydrogen are history after European Parliament vote. The European Parliament has voted through a key amendment to the Renewable Energy Directive 2, or RED 2, scrapping additionality requirements at EU level, and passed binding targets for renewable hydrogen and its derivatives in industry and transport. Under the new RED 2, targets for renewable fuels of non-biological origin, such as green hydrogen and green ammonia, are now set at 5.7% of all fuels by 2030, including 1.2% in maritime fuels. Furthermore, 50% of industrial fuel use will have to transition to RFNBOs by 2030, rising to 75% by 2035. This will require 9 to 10 million tons of green hydrogen, this according to trade body Hydrogen Europe. Parliament waived through Amendment 13 to the Red 2 by just four votes, effectively scrapping the controversial delegated act that would have imposed EU-wide additionality regulations, requiring all renewable hydrogen producers to source electricity from dedicated green energy projects, with grid-sourced electricity allowed only when it could be offset with dedicated supply within the hour. Instead, renewable hydrogen producers will now be allowed to source electricity from the grid, provided they can verify it as green electricity by securing power purchase agreements from renewable installations for the equivalent amount. The balance between PPA purchases and grid purchases would be accounted for on a quarterly basis until 2030, and thereafter on a monthly, quarterly, or annual basis as decided by the European Commission. Hydrogen Europe had lobbied hard in favor of the amendment, arguing that the additionality rules, particularly the hourly component, would hold back the development of green hydrogen, with Europe risking a mass exodus to the U.S., especially in the wake of new U.S. hydrogen tax credits that offer up up to $3 per kilogram of subsidies for green hydrogen. The passing of Amendment 13 will ease the implementation of the additionality principle for renewable hydrogen. MEPs have listened to the sector's concerns that overly strict regulations would hinder the development of this crucial market. This comes in a quote from Hydrogen Europe. The quote continues by saying, Hydrogen Europe fully recognizes the importance and supports the principle of additionality, but has expressed concerns regarding the practical implementation of proposed criteria, not the principle itself. The task at hand is to find a balance between ensuring green hydrogen is produced from new renewable energy capacity and avoiding excessive constraints in a nascent market. Hydrogen Europe Chief Executive Yorgo Chatamarkakis added, this is yet another historical day for the hydrogen sector in Europe and globally. 
he continues to say these binding targets on renewable hydrogen and the creation of a simpler framework are strong signals from the EU institutions to ensure the scale-up of a hydrogen economy and reduce their dependence on hydrocarbons. He said we need to bring production and demand into a right balance, and the new European Hydrogen Bank is the right instrument under which to do so. But others aren't so pleased, arguing that green hydrogen production in the EU could now cannibalize the continent's renewable energy, which is needed to decarbonize the electricity supply. Trade association Solar Power Europe warned that the lack of firm regulation would actually make green hydrogen projects less bankable. And in a quote from Arthur Damers, policy advisor on renewable hydrogen for SPE, scrapping the additionality rules jeopardizes the adoption of a robust legal definition which would have ensured that hydrogen electrolyzer deployment does not depend on hydrocarbons. Right now, he says, developers have dozens of projects in the pipeline waiting for the clarification of the rules. The vote today delays the acceleration that Europe needs in order to meet its climate and security goals. While the European Parliament vote means that the Commission can no longer mandate the additionality requirements, individual member states could still choose to enforce them. Okay, so as expected, the additionality rule was voted down. Now, I understand the hesitation in voting down this additionality rule, in that Europe is already in an energy crisis, and that starting up these hydrogen plants needing to rely on renewable electricity could pull that from other areas that potentially could need it more. And this is an unfortunate consequence from those who treat the energy transition like a light switch. And ultimately, I'm not sure that voting down this additionality requirement will stop money from coming from Europe and reinvesting it in hydrogen projects in the U.S. Next, in really some fun news, and something that could really impact the hydrogen industry in the near future, is an article from AutoWeek discussing Hyundai's new Envision 74. Now, this is a new hydrogen prototype muscle car that Hyundai is showcasing and touting hydrogen fuel cells ability to keep what makes cars fun, but also carbon neutral. Now, I'll just highlight some of the pieces in this article by Mike Duff that highlight hydrogen's impact, not only to this car and Hyundai, but also potentially the future of automakers. Mike Duff starts off the article by saying, the battery electric era is already arriving. But a big question remains over what will follow it. A significant percentage of the auto industry holds that battery EVs will be the long-term answer. They are, in essence, betting that the issues of range, cost, finding materials for battery packs, and the challenge of recycling old cells will be answered in time. Yet others believe that battery-powered EVs will only be an interim solution, one that will eventually be supplemented by hydrogen power through fuel cells. This is an outer-edge stuff. Two of the biggest automakers in the world, Toyota and Hyundai, are committed to hugely expensive fuel cell programs, and both have already put hydrogen-powered vehicles into limited production. But these cars, the Mirai and Nexo respectively, are worthy and unexciting, certainly from everything but a technical point of view. Now to meet one that's not. In truth, Hyundai's spectacular Envision 74 concept isn't a pure hydrogen car so much as a hydrogen-assisted EV, nor are there any plans to put it into production with any type of power plant, but it looks great, it delivers up to 690 horsepower through its rear axle, and is fully capable of smoking its back tires while traveling sideways. 
There's also a genuine reason it looks a little bit like a DeLorean DMC-12, and AutoWeek has driven it. Now, to pull away here for just a little bit and explain what it is that makes this car so unique. Unlike the Toyota Mirai, which just uses a fuel cell to power an electric motor, the Hyundai blends fuel cells and battery technology. In very much the same way Toyota did with the Prius, the fuel cell is used to charge the batteries and then the batteries are used to push the electric motors in the rear. But ultimately, the Envision 74's role is as a proof of Hyundai's commitment to a hydrogen-powered future, one that will develop alongside the advanced EVs that the company is already bringing to market. And in a quote from Albert Bierman, formerly the group R&D boss and instigator of its in-performance division, EV is not an interim technology. It will stay out there. It's clear that for cars, EV is hard to beat. But his line of thinking is easy. If we want the world to go carbon neutral, we would need millions of tons of hydrogen in all aspects of society. And if you do that, it is then no big deal to put that into cars or trucks or buses. He says that he thinks Mr. Putin gives us a very good lesson not to depend on any individual source of energy too much. He continues to say, what is the best synergy to grid power? Hydrogen, that's clear. He says, you can store it, you can use it when you need it, you can take it everywhere. It's like milk and cheese. Milk is like the power from the grid, you use it or it goes off. Hydrogen is like cheese stored energy that lasts. It will be part of the future. That is unavoidable. Okay, so the reason I included this article in today's segment is that I know I have a lot of Toyota Mirai fans listening. And news like this should get you really excited about the future of automobiles and hydrogen and the hydrogen infrastructure needed to go along with fuel cell-derived transportation because there are leaders in companies like Hyundai and Toyota and investors putting big money behind these companies to push this technology forward. And I really do believe that the amount of attention that Toyota is getting, Hyundai is getting, BMW and Mercedes-Benz are getting around their fuel cell designs, it's only a matter of time before US auto manufacturers start announcing their fuel cell development. All right, that's it for me, everyone. If you have a second, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a good review on whatever platform it is that you listen to. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever it is. That would be a tremendous help to the show. And as always, if you ever have any feedback, you're welcome to email me directly at info at thehydrogenpodcast.com. And as always, take care, stay safe. I'll talk to you later. Hey, this is Paul. I hope you liked this podcast. If you did and want to hear more, I'd appreciate it if you would either subscribe to this channel on YouTube or connect with your favorite platform through my website at www.thehydrogenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I very much appreciate it. Have a great day.